Today's episode of Bachelor Party is brought to you by Cape Line, our presenting sponsor. What if there was a place where wanting it all meant getting it too? New Cape Line sparkling cocktails are swooping in to transport you to a seriously delicious paradise. They come at you with all the flavor you want and nothing you don't in margarita, hard strawberry lemonade, and blackberry mojito varieties. Plus, they're made with just six simple ingredients and nothing artificial. Welcome to having your cake and eating it too. Head to capeline.com and find out where you can get your hands on the go-to drink of this summer. Welcome to Capeline. Celebrate responsibly. 2019 Capeline Beverages, Memphis, Tennessee. And now let's batch. Welcome to Bachelor Party presented by Cape Line. I'm Juliette Littman. This is a part of the Ringer Podcast Network, and we have bios. Hannah's dudes have finally been identified. Chris Harrison did it from an unknown location outside of Los Angeles. We're going to get into them. But first, joining me today in studio here in New York is Sydney from Colton Season. Welcome, Sydney. Thank you for having me. Um, hi. <laughs> hi. It's great to meet you. I've been a big fan of yours. Um, you famously broke up with Colton to his face in a very <laughs> unemotional fashion, which I would like to discuss. Love also, to. Um, I meant to tell you this before we recorded, but in case you don't know, The Ringer is a sports and pop culture media company. Oh, So the fact perfect. that you have MBA ties is huge. <laughs> so I want to talk about that as well. Um, and just like how you ended up on the show and all that. So let's get into it. And let's start there. How did you end up on this show? So my friend from the team was actually being approached. Someone had submitted her for Bachelor and she was going through the process. She was filling out all the papers and like telling me about it. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. I watched the show. Cool. But then I was I think it was at audition. She was like, yeah, so I got back in a relationship with my high school boyfriend. I'm not going to do the show, but they're having an open call on like Thursday. You should go. I was like, uh, okay, that sounds like funny, whatever. It just sounds like another like dance casting kind of audition. I was like, sure, I have Thursday free. Why not? So I went with one of my friends from the team and we were just like, oh, this is funny. It was like a huge like lineup down the block, like a whole avenue down by ABC was being taken up for this casting. That's so funny. And I was like, where am I right now? On 66th Street, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where they do and it. It was like so many fangirls. Everyone was freaking out. What'd you wear to that? I wore like a black, naturally a black shirt and pants. Sid- <laughs> like Sydney's wearing a black shirt, a very '90s black tank top. A very, I which I bought today. Oh, nice! Um, the '90s are back. Yeah, yeah, I'm living, and also I will always be in all black. I guess uh-huh. <laughs> typical sure. New York style. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, it was just kind of casual. I was like, this will be funny, and then after that casting, they're like, we're gonna um, take you to the next round right away, and then you're gonna oh. do all this stuff. And I was like, oh, well, this is happening. And then there was like multiple rounds after that. And then a couple of weeks later, I ended up on the show. And I was what, like, oh. So when was this? <laughs> this was like, I think final casting was in August. Slovak. Yeah, they wait until they have the bachelor. I had like a solid week to prepare to leave for the show. So oh my God. not a lot of time. Crazy. So you just quit your job and then went? Yeah, well, I by the end of that, I had to tell my job what was happening. I mean, people knew about it, but mm. I wasn't going to. like a funny thing. Like, yeah, uh-huh, the yeah they were the like, bachelor. oh, that's not going to go anywhere. So whatever. And then... I got to the end of it and I was like, oh, now I have to make this decision. So I told them about it and they were supportive and like we were like they wanted me to go and they wanted me to take on the opportunity and see what it would be. But then they had to respect their brand and the the company. So they couldn't have me do both. And I mean, to respect the girls and everything, too, I would miss rehearsals and all the stuff. So I had to kind of decide pretty quickly what I was going to do. And at that point, I was like already packing and already kind of like had my mindset ongoing. So I was like, well, either I stay and do the same things that I've done the past two years, which is amazing, or I go and take on this like new crazy adventure and see what happens. So you were with the Knicks. Yes. For Carmelo Anthony's last two seasons on the Knicks. Uh, I think it was the last season. Last season. Oh, yeah. And then he I was, was when OKC. I was a rookie. And then, yeah. So it's also called being a rookie when you're new to, to being on the dance yeah. team. Yeah. So there's also a lot of articles about how... Um, NBA dancers are like really underpaid. I did see those articles. Um, <laughs> can you corroborate that? My dad actually sent those to me. He did. Um, I can say, at least for my team, that we were very well respected. They treated us great. They paid us cool. as such. We were professionals and that's they awesome. Were great. Yeah. That's really cool. How much do you interact with the players? Like, do you know, like, like do you zero? know Carmela? <laughs> really? Um, uh, the most I've interacted with them would be like maybe on a promo, but mm-hmm. all business related. And if you see them in the elevator, you may be like, hi, or like, 
good game, but that's like the extent. <laughs> so not much. <laughs> that's really funny. Did you want to be an MBA or like a sports team dancer? Like, how did you get into that? I never thought that I would end up here. I went to college for dance and did like the modern. I went to Marymount Manhattan. Oh, cool. Upper East Side. Sure. So that wasn't really my like track, but my friend from college had gone and I'd gone or had joined the team the year before me and I went to a game and I saw her dance and I was like, oh, this is like, this is great. This is something that I would like be interested in. So then I auditioned the next year and then I ended up on the team. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So 41 nights a year, you have to be there. Yeah. Did you ever travel the team? No, we just did home games. So. That's pretty nice. Just pretty extensive though, because even for a home game, you're getting there at like noon and you're right. rehearsing all it's a day. full day of work. It's a full, yeah. But still, four, 41 of 30, 365 nights. Yeah, That's I not, couldn't do the full schedule. For sure. Yeah, I mean, NBA players are on the road so, so much. much. Yeah, and then in the, and they have separate summer homes. Okay, so you're not friends yeah. with Carmelo. Is, is no, we're not besties. Do you have a favorite Nick? Like, just as a fan? I was a Porzingis fan. Nice. I, I, was, I was, like, in the height of the unicorn season. Sure. When he was, like, yeah, when he was a rookie. Yeah, um, and then he got injured the last year, which was hard to watch. Yeah, that, but, that sucks. Yeah, I was a Porzingis fan. Um, do you have any regrets about leaving that job? Um, well, when I got back from the show, it was the night I left the show was actually, um, opening night for the Mm -hmm. team. So that I remember look opening up my Instagram and the first thing that I saw was the, the pictures from opening night and like the decal with me photoshopped out of it. And I was like, Oh my heart. Like (laughs) that was hard. And it was just like, it's hard to come back and like have not, not so busy. Cause I'm really used to like, especially that time of year, just being like crazy busy and just like dancing and stuff so that was hard um because I wasn't prepared for that and I auditioned for the team and all that stuff for another season but I think I'm being pushed forward in some direction I'm not exactly sure what that direction is yet but I feel like it all happened for a reason sure yeah sure we'll come back to your future but so that means (laughs) that you came back from the show I'm a big NBA fan so around Mm -hmm. like October 17th 19th basically yeah 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 so you were on for five weeks you're in I was there a month world a month yeah did it feel longer or shorter than a month it felt like a month. It, yeah. It didn't feel like okay. too long. Who was your best friend in the house from the experience? Um, my best friend was Kerpa. I, I was really good friends with Kerpa, Tasha, and Nicole, mostly. Ker- Kerpa had my absolute favorite moment of the season. The which, Band-Aid moment? Or? <laughs> no. The Band-Aid thing was hilarious. And I want to ask you about the photo taking that happened yeah. on the show. No. When Kerpa had her one-on-one, I think it was in Vietnam. Mm-hmm she has the most awkward jump into Colton's <laughs> arms. And it was in, we, um we did, the ringer did like a bachelor special for Hulu. And um so as a result, I watched like the clip of her jumping into, into Colton's arms, like at least 20 times. <laughs> Slowly. It, yes. Repeat. Yes. <laughs> and it was so funny. Oh, I, my I couldn't, couldn't get over it. You never got a one-on-one, right? I never got a one-on-one and I never attempted that jump. So I'm not going to say that I will be better at it. <laughs> I mean, it's it, a, I feel like it's like, you have to really plan it out. You have to be like, okay, how far am I going to run? How far yeah. away am I going to jump? Is he going to catch me? It's a lot of details. I know. Like when through. when you jump is hard. Have you seen Dirty Dancing? I Duh. Yeah. Okay. I've attempted that lift on the street um, on a night out with a stranger. And I oh my almost God. broke my neck. But oh my God. it was fun at Were the time. Were you drunk? Um, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. What street was this on? <laughs> this is like Midtown Manhattan. Well, who was the stranger? And how did you select him for this uh, job? I don't know. He just looked like he was... He could pick me up. I don't know. My goodness. I was inspired, but it was not the right move. He literally flipped me over his head like I was like salt. <laughs> Did you ever see the um, Eli Manning Odell Beckham Jr. Dirty Dancing commercial? I have. That's a good commercial. It is really good. That was Super Bowl like two years ago. Um, yes. Anyway, so Kerpo was your best friend in the house. Yeah. And then wh- when did you know it was time to break up with Colton? Um, I feel like because I had quit my job and I came into it with like being very serious about being there I was like well if I'm gonna do this I'm gonna take it seriously and I feel like every time I would talk to him I would try and get more out of him or try to like build our relationship together I really tried to focus on just us and I felt like what I knew from him I felt like we could be very compatible and Mm -hmm. we had like a lot in common so I tried to get there and each week I would get a little bit more out of him but it never felt like I got very far it always felt like surface level between us and I know for myself I needed a lot more out of that sure and I've never taken anyone home to my family before um I think on the show you said you'd never had a boyfriend yeah still never had a boyfriend okay I don't count Colton (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you should a month where it's a a polygamous relationship it doesn't count technically it's my first breakup but I don't think we were really dating (laughs) you handled it pretty well you were like seemed very certain very stone-faced about it just kind of Typically very, am. <laughs> very, very work woman. Like, um, 
business deal. Yeah. Did you have to like tell your producer beforehand that you were planning to do that or did you just go for it? I think we he like kind of helped me talk through it. Was it Peter? Um, no, oh. it wasn't. Peter went oh. to my camp. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So I talked, I like had it after the conversation I had with him, I talked to him twice that night. Mm-hmm. And the first conversation I was like, I want to be very clear and tell him all the things that I'm feeling. And Colton, like, you're talking Colton, about. Colton, yeah. yeah. Um, so I came into that with all of my things I wanted to say and I felt like I got them all on the table and I wanted him to have a bigger reaction than he did. I wanted him to almost be like, no, I want to fight for this and I I feel strongly about this. And he kind of gave me like another surface level answer or just something that wasn't enough for me. Yeah. Um, I remember I, that. Yeah. So, was, it, was it in Thailand or Vietnam? It was Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. Gotcha. It's on the group date. And right. And that was also um, when Kerpa and... Onyeka, or no, Kerpa and Courtney. No, it was had the one on one. No, wasn't oh, the there fight. a fight that night as well? Yeah, that was Thailand. That was um, Nicole and Onyeka. You're right, Nicole and yeah. Onyeka. I'm confusing everyone. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I, <laughs> that seemed like a really good trip, though. Like, what did she do? It was awesome. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about your breakup a little bit more. Okay. So, <laughs> so he had a stone face, and then like, or didn't really respond, and then we were like, okay, this is over. I'm done here. I think I caught him by surprise. So I was like, I'm going to give you a minute and I want you to like think about it and then come back to me later Mm -hmm. and tell me what you think about that or like tell me how you feel about what I just said. And I kind of laughed and in my like in my like soul, I was like, no, he really didn't give me anything. And I just knew from that point that it wasn't going to work out. Wasn't for you. Yeah. I would just be dragging it out at that point. So I was like, no, I'm going to make the decision and I'm going to go back and break up with him. I think he made the right choice. I mean, he. Yeah. Um. I, I would be the same way. I wouldn't have even given him a second opportunity, though. Like, if he just sort of, like, didn't react when you were like, I'm out. Yeah, and then... you've seen people on the show being, like, in tears and, like, wanting to fight. Like, you saw him even being in tears and shaking when Cassie yeah. was leaving him, and he jumped over a fence, and he didn't give me any of that. So, yeah, and I, that's what I needed. Speaking <laughs> of the fence jump, as an athletic person, I consider dance a sport. Do you consider yeah, it a sport? absolutely. As an athletic person, do you, were you impressed or just sort of like meh with the fence jump? I was impressed just from like the trajectory of him getting himself up. There was like no bend of the knee. There None. was it was there was no like one leg over. It was just like strictly <laughs> he like levitated off the ground. It I was, don't know how he did it. It was amazing. He must have insane upper body strength to like hoist himself. But even the jump, the standing yeah. jump was amazing. I think it's like the drama of it. I think you know how they say like moms can lift cars when they're like babies or under stuff yeah. like that. I think it was one of those moments. The where adrenaline. Was, <laughs> the adrenaline. He hulked out. Because I've heard some yeah. some athletes like push back and be like, eh, it wasn't that impressive. But I, I don't I, agree with that. I don't like because yeah, he high vaulted himself over that fence with not a lot of it was It was amazing. Did you watch the special that aired on Monday? I did. I, I watched I, it. It was like, obviously, instantly one of the best Bachelor moments ever. And it made it into the first five yeah, minutes of that show. Like, we just saw this we, last exactly. week, but okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, when you went back the second time to break up with him, did you know you were going to, in your goodbye, be like, give plant the seed for people aren't here for the right reasons? Um, I just, at that point, it was flip for me where I was no longer approaching a relationship with him. At that point, I wanted to leave him with something that not not necessarily that he would remember me by, but something that would help him in his decision. Mm-hmm. I felt like he was a little lost at that point. And he's a great guy and I wanted the best for him and I wanted him to get to where he was trying to get. I wanted him to find his wife, like he said. And yeah, so that was like my last moment to do so. And I kind of— I believe you said to him, there are some great girls here. Find them. Yeah, yeah. Because I felt like he wasn't really looking at the full situation. I feel like he was kind of focused on a specific part of the group. And I wanted him to at least try all the options. Who did you think he wasn't giving a fair enough shot? I felt like people like me and then like Kerpa, who had the date the next day. And um, basically any of the girls that weren't there the last like three days or the the last three girls. I feel like he wasn't really— so you felt Taking like he was seriously. locked in on Tasha, Cassie, and Heather at that point? And Hannah. And yeah. Hannah. Yeah. Just for his sake, the whole point of The Bachelor is to be dating 30 women and deciding from there. And I mm-hmm. felt like he was kind of locked into a certain area of the group. So I wanted him just to keep an open mind. I have to ask, did it feel did it feel racial at the moment? Not at the moment. No, it didn't. Um, it did feel a little bit after I, like, once I watched the show back. Uh-huh. And I, I say racial, not racist, because I think yeah, it, yeah, no, I, I don't think it's not. I don't think it's that at all. But there, it yeah. was just like a an obvious divide between like these white women and these women yeah. who, who weren't white, and it was really stark. Who aren't white? It's not yeah. like they've changed since. You no. haven't changed since. <laughs> I'm still not white. Yeah, <laughs> I'm half white, but yeah. right. So did you? 
even just having like a more, you know, like a, a story that isn't explained in one word or one color, did you feel like, how did you feel going into the show given that you are not, yet you are half white? I mean, looking on the around the room, just like comparatively, I mean, he did have a good amount of like race, uh, yeah. di- different races, which yeah, is he great. Did. But I also felt like I was almost representing my race after night one, like once mm-hmm. night one was over, I was like, okay, I'm representing I'm the only Asian girl here. Yeah. So that's like, I don't know. It's interesting. It's kind of a lot to take in and it's like almost a little bit of pressure. But yeah, I just, it's, it is what it is. It's kind of how like Bachelor Nation has been run. And I hope that there's more girls like me that can keep pushing that envelope yeah. a little bit more. And did other women feel aware of kind of like this, this racial divide or, or if not even a divide, because I, I wasn't there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But just sort of like a, a subtext that, of race did was that did other women feel it at the time and did you guys discuss it I don't think we felt it at the time I think I felt it more in the social media aspect uh-huh. of it afterwards like for example I think the episode where it was like Tasha and Kerpa and Cassie and Kaylin got in that mm-hmm. fight and social media kind of they were I felt they were just very harsh to Kerpa and Tasha and I felt like race ultimately had a effect on that yeah which was unfortunate because some of the comments were very, very scary and very like it gets out out, ugly. It's it's really I mean, social media, it's so easy to like say something incredibly mean or over the line or Mm -hmm. racist or harsh because you never have to confront these people. So people just say insane stuff. And I've discussed this previously with, with Rachel Lindsay and it does seem like the experience of being a woman of color in Bachelor Nation is just so different than being a white woman. Yeah, I think there's just a little extra pressure. Not saying that there's less pressure for anyone else. It's just like you're you're carrying this role, this you're playing this card, you're you're representing this race. So mm-hmm. it's a little heightened. You have to kind of be a little bit more perfect in a way, or just yeah. like you can't really do anything wrong because if that happens, you almost get a little bit more attacked. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't think that's like. Like, they plan on doing that because of race. I think it's just, it kind of happens that way. And yeah. it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's it like, it just seems to be, like, how this is playing out. In some ways, it's representative of the broader world. Yeah. And I actually was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. It was like, it opened my eyes a little bit. Yeah. Too. That's that's really fascinating. It, it was it was really present in Colton's season. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I feel like it is more present on The Bachelor than The Bachelorette, though— with Rachel, when she was the Bachelorette, there was like a contestant who his name was Lee, who had like these really vile, ugly tweets from mm-hmm. a long time ago. So it's not like it's immune to it or anything. But yeah, it could it happen did, anywhere, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> on both shows. But it was interesting, and I'm I'm happy that there's like a dialogue about this mm-hmm. um, around the show, and it's not just kind of like okay, this is how it is. I mean, I think it's important to talk about this. So yeah, it's it's also. I think to your point, like Colton did have a pretty diverse group of women. He did, which was great to yeah. see. Yeah. It also made the show more interesting because it just I think seemed, so. seemed like we're, there, were, there were more stories. And, and then everyone comes from different culture backgrounds yeah. and there's just like a little bit more of a storyline, a little bit more of just like interesting facts about people. I don't know. It just like makes for a different dynamic. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Um, so after you tell him to look for the look for the good women, where do you go immediately after that? Oh my gosh! Um, I basically get escorted right out. I get taken to my car that was there right Waiting at the you. end in the driveway, and I, that was it for me. It's kind of like literally the bubble just gets like popped open immediately. You're like, whoa! Where's your phone? It's over. And when do you get your? phone I didn't back? get my phone back till I was in the airport the next day. From and who gave it to you? Um, one of the assistants who took me to the airport. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Who's the first phone call you, that you made? Or I, call, I called my parents. Nice. And I was, I don't know what, it must have been like 11 p.m. there. And it was, I was in Vietnam. So it was, I think it was a collect call, but I thought it was internet. And they were like, <laughs> that call was like over a hundred dollars. I was like, <laughs> please I'm pay sorry. I hadn't seen you in a month and I just didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Oh so. my God. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> for, like, what was the first piece of news that you got after you were on the show? After? Yeah. Um, about myself? Or no, about? just in general. Like, you're, ba- you're back oh. in the world. It's mid-October. Like, what? It's happening in the world? Yeah. Like, other than seeing that the NBA season has started without you, like, yeah, what was the first the thing main you, you learned about? I think I did, wasn't ready to learn anything. I, um, I honestly, like, flew back home to New York, and I was like, yeah, I'm not ready for anything yet, so I'm going to go back. I took a train back to Virginia that night oh. at, like, 3 in the morning, and I was like, I'm just going to take a break before the real cool. world is back because I just needed to kind of decompress. That train ride sounds great. How long was that? Oh, it was like seven hours. Oh, I, that sounds awesome though. <laughs> yeah, I went from a 12-hour flight to like a little bit of a break. I saw my friends and then I got on a train. <laughs> wow. 
That's very yeah. dramatic. Yeah. It's um, like sounds like a like a um like a like a woman's movie where she's like going on like this like personal this vision journey. Quest. Yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly. Kind of was. Yeah. Exactly. Um we'll talk more about your about your whole experience. But first let's talk about today's sponsor, Cape Line. What better way to celebrate Hannah B's journey to find love than with something delightfully bubbly? New Cape Line sparkling cocktails have all the flavor you want and nothing you don't. Discover the margarita, hard strawberry lemonade, and blackberry mojito of your dreams with just six simple ingredients and nothing artificial. Go to capeline.com and find out where to buy a six or 12 pack of these beauties. Get them in your fridge and get ready to open up a can of having it all. Welcome to Cape Line. Celebrate responsibly. 2019 Cape Line Beverages, Memphis, Tennessee. Let's get something straight. Your teeth. Smile Direct Club straightens your teeth for 60% less than braces with invisible aligners sent directly to you. Simply go online and book a 3D scan at one of their smile shops or order an at-home impression kit. Then they'll email a preview of your new smile and once you get your aligners, one of Smile Direct Club's duly licensed doctors will check in on your progress every 90 days. Visit SmileDirectClub.com for real before and after photos from some of 550,000 plus satisfied grinners. And exclusive for my listeners, you can get $100 off your invisible aligners when you go to smiledirectclub.com slash podcast and use the offer code bachelor. Again, that's $100 off. That's awesome. You'll also get a $25 Amazon gift card with a free 3D scan at one of their smile shops or a $25 rebate on an at-home impression kit. That's $100 off at smiledirectclub.com slash podcast offer code bachelor. Again, it's smiledirectclub.com slash podcast with the offer code bachelor. Okay, Sydney, I've got a lot of questions for you. And I have to say, we have a lovely Facebook group for this podcast. Very civil, very kind, just bachelor fans. And they submitted a lot of great questions. Um, this is from Matthew Pessinger. Pensinger. He asked if he still had never had a boyfriend. You said yes, you've not. Yeah. No boyfriend. Are you dating anyone right now, like even casually? No, I should be, but I'm not. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll come back to that in a second. Yeah. Go to coffee place and order. I think this is a great New York, New York question. Go to coffee place? Yeah. I've been very into Gregory's. Gregory's oh, there's lately. one across there's the one, street I here. saw that as I was walking. Yeah. And I was like, noted. Because um, they have very strong coffee. Yes, I'm they always do. here for an almond milk latte. Hot or ice. But now they charge 50 cents for ice, so I'm not feeling what? that upcharge. And they That's make insane. these little, yeah, I was like, <laughs> now I'm having like a $7 latte. It's okay, out of control. Ridiculous. Um, but I still do it. And <laughs> they make these like little energy balls that I'm obsessed with. So, oh, interesting. Go-to. I've yeah. seen those. Um, I just want to say on that note, I went to Pinkberry yesterday for the first mm, time in about three throwback. years. <laughs> yes. I hadn't been in a really long time, but I walked past it. I was like, that sounds great. It costs over $7 oh my for a God. small. It's basically like a salad now. Like, it's completely ridiculous. I will not be having it no. again for another three years. No. But whatever, Pinkberry. Bye. <laughs> um, Tori Nelson asks, looking back, were there things that you wish you had known about the franchise prior to being a contestant? Um, I don't know. I kind of took it all in. I don't think so. Okay. I, I had a friend that's like obsessed with the show and oh. she sent me like PDF files and like links and all the things I needed. She sent me like files of what everyone wore, what everyone did. So I was pretty prepared. Actually. Okay. That's really helpful. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, how did you get all the clothes that you needed? Um, I was really lucky. I had some contacts in New York. So I had Rent the Runway sent me oh, clothes. Nice. and For free? Um, yeah. They were like a little sponsor, which was really wonderful. That's awesome. And Lulu's had sent me some clothes too. I had never heard of Lulu's, but it's huge in the Bachelor it's space. Huge. And I didn't know about it either, but yeah, it was great. Um, I personally think Lulu's is for skinny people. I feel like those kinds I mean, of clothes yeah. don't look great on anyone but skinny people, but you're a dancer. So I am, but it's you. still hard <laughs> to keep it together sometimes. Like I see Becca, Bachelorette Becca. Yeah, just she's perfect for that. Pushing Lulu's hard and she looks great in the clothes. Yeah. And I'm just like, most people can Get never wear this up. stuff. <laughs> also, the, I, this is personal, um, just like, problem for me in the world is that I feel like most clothes, the fabric is too flimsy and I'd like mm-hmm. it a little bit more structured and mm-hmm. thicker. Depends on your environment though, too. Like it's if true. you want a flimsy for a hot environment. Yeah, yeah it's true. But like for work, I'm <laughs> for like, work. I need like a less floppy shirt. Basically. Yeah. No one wants a floppy shirt. <laughs> yeah. But that's like what a lot of, a lot of them have out there. Yeah. Just like drapery pieces. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, okay. Next. What is it like being in, in Bachelor Nation? Laura Dad, Dowd asks, is there just constant parties and events that you get invited to? Um, Personally, for me, no. I think New York, there's a little less going on. There is less in like New York. It seems like LA is more happening with that world. Do you wish you were in that world? 
Um, some days I do. And some days I'm like, I'm good here on the couch. Yeah. Um, it depends when your friends are all out, like they all went to like stagecoach together. And I was like, oh, not that I'm a country fan, but part of the revolve (laughs) universe, right? Yeah. Will you be joining the revolve universe? If they'll have me, I I wouldn't say no. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, who are your friends still from the show? Uh, Still the same girls from the show. I got along with everyone. I didn't really Mm -hmm. have any like major issues with anyone. So I can pretty much hang out with anyone from the so, but like, who, who's like in your group, your bachelor, Colton season group text? You got you and Kerpa. Who it's else? definitely me, Kerpa, Tasha, and Nicole. Tasha and Nicole. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. It's that seems crew. like a good, good group. A little spicy crew. How do you feel about Demi? I like Demi. I just want everyone to know, Sydney just had a big <laughs> smile on her face. Her eyes lit up. I think that's um, really fascinating because her edit was obviously so absurd, but it seemed like yeah. everyone liked her. She, everyone did like her. I will say, though, with Demi, she's just kind of one of those people that you don't, you know what you're going to get, but you're kind of, for me personally, I'm just a little weary of it. I kind of like tread lightly around here because mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know what she's going to say or do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm aware. Interesting. But, yeah, she's fun. That's I don't, for sure. I don't want to make you speak on behalf of your friend, but to the extent that you're comfortable, how's Tasha doing? Uh, she's much better. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It she was hard for her when she just got off the show. But. She acquitted herself really well. Yeah. She's like a star, though. What did, what was it like watching the finale for you? Oh, that was hard. I felt really badly for Colton when Cassie was leaving. You could just mm. tell that he was very distraught and taking it very hard. So that was hard to watch. And I almost wanted to prepare him for that when I was leaving, but I kind of happened to him anyways. Sure. Um, yeah. Did you know it was going to be her? I... You saw, I don't, I think it was in Thailand or I was like, yeah, he has like hard eyes for Cassie. Yeah. He pretty much had hard eyes for her since Thailand. Yeah. Pretty much since day one. I think that just happens. I just think that's like how relationships go. Like, because you just are attracted to someone and you can feel like their energy around each other. You're in very close quarters. Yeah. And we were on group dates together and he just looked at her very differently. Interesting. Yeah. What do you do when you're not on the group dates? A lot of talking and sitting and face masks. And oh, my God. <laughs> girl chats. What's the drinking like? It depends on if you want to drink or not. The bar opens at noon and choose your own adventure. <laughs> is the two is the two drink per hour rule um, enforced? Yes, it, it is. It is. I think it's for everyone's best interest. Yes. It's ever, ever since the um, Bachelor in Paradise where they had a halt production, that's mm-hmm. been the rule. Glad to hear it's enforced. I mean, yeah. If you can tell by the quality of the show, to be honest. You can yeah. tell people are less drunk. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just was curious. They're long nights. It's good to not be sloshed, I think, to at least stay awake. <laughs> I, I, I don't drink that much anymore. And so mm-hmm. I would even, two drinks an hour, I would like feel. You could also take two shots an hour if you wanted to. And right. You could really get there. Turn the party. Turn, yeah. Turn the party up. <laughs> just plan it out. You yeah. can do it. <laughs> exactly. Um, Abby Berman asked, how true is the drama we see and how much of it is all about the editing? It's, I mean, editing's a lot of it. it. It heightens the drama, but the drama was definitely there. Um, all of those conversations happened and yeah, it's definitely dramatic. Um, the fights, the late nights, those are all real for sure. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Did you want to fight with anyone who you did not fight with? Yeah. Um, I didn't want to fight with anyone, but I tend to be a little quieter. Uh-huh. I pick and choose wisely when I'm going to speak up in those types of situations. I'm not confrontational, which mm-hmm. I learned that I needed to be more a little bit on the show. Sure. I didn't have any major issues. The only time I spoke up was uh, for Nicole. I was kind of defending her with Anyeka. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I will, going forward from this point, just in life, I'll be a little bit more outspoken with okay. things just because I think it makes more sense. So it's a learning experience. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, this is a good one from Jules Rand. I had not heard this, but there was a rumor going around that you had fallen in love with someone behind the scenes on the show, which is part of the reason why you left. Is there any truth to this rumor? No, I mean, I'm single and I wish that was true. I wish it was true. I mean, so I had something going on, but that would be no. really exciting. <laughs> it would be exciting. Um, but no. <laughs> could you interact with strangers? Like, let's say when you're like leaving the the hotel, uh-huh. like, can you talk to like randos on the street when you're like just in Thailand? No, you're like on this weird field trip for however long you're there. <laughs> Did you, you enjoy that? I would, ha- I personally would hate that. I would just be like, let me live. I'm an adult. Um. Well, okay. When we were in Singapore and we didn't have, we couldn't go outside mm-hmm. because we were in a hotel that we're in a high up building. In the Fairmont, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was terrible. I think that week everyone kind of lost their minds because we went from being in the mansion to flying on this plane like 10 hours and then being in the hotel for multiple days in a row without being able to like leave the hotel. I'm dying so, to go to Singapore. That would suck. Yeah, it was really cool. Did you get to explore um, outside of any group dates? On the like days off, we gotcha. could explore with each other, but... And the producer. Yeah. Do they film you on that stuff? 
Uh, not on not on dark days. Interesting. I no. guess I guess the crew needs a day off too. Yeah, and they usually they start traveling. So, are you mic'd up in the in the vans and such? Um, depends. If you're going on dates, yes. I don't know why a lot there's of not, mic time. Why there's not more footage from the vans or even audio from the vans? I know they have to. I mean, it's only two hours, so there's just. I know, but that's when the good shit happens, right? Like how many times? I think they might have taped it too. I just don't think it was as good as. (laughs) When did you forget that you were being filmed? At what point? I mean, I think I was always aware, but I think I stopped caring by Thailand. (laughs) Nice. That's (laughs) when you knew you were ready to break up. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) What time of the day would you put on makeup? Every day felt like prom. Mm -hmm. So you basically, depending on who you were, you would wake up and put you'd put your like coffee makeup on just to go downstairs and then if you had to do interviews or go on dates it would be like a different makeup look that you would put on or a different outfit sure so it depends on what the day oh my goodness did you learn new makeup tricks for this i luckily had a good amount of makeup i guess as a professional dancer you kind of know i was like taught um on the team which was nice that is cool but everyone has like i mean elise was very helpful with that she Mm. was a makeup artist so you would ask her if you ever needed advice she was helpful that's awesome yeah could you get what could you get a wax or could you get like get your nails done in any of these cities if you wanted to if you wanted to there they would like schedule that one of the i think one time that happened i guess (laughs) in the hotel they usually offer that too yeah, it was it was rare though. Interesting. Very rare. We were I was always painting my nails, not well, but I was always painting. Did people tweeze a lot? I would be worried about my eyebrows. Tweeze. Elise did have a threading day, which was nice. Wow. I got my eyebrows threaded for the first time by Elise. Oh my god, so she did it for you. Yeah, with like dental floss. Oh my god, Elise. I was great. It was That's like awesome. Yeah. I think threading's better than waxing. Yeah, now I'm a thread person. Wow. I, know. I can't believe she knows how to do that. What a great makeup artist. She's talented. That's really awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm blown away. <laughs> um, that's dope. Okay, one more question, and then we're going to talk about Hannah's yep. guys. Um, Ailish Irwin asked a question that everyone wants to know, and I, I have my own feeling about this, but would you consider going on Bachelor in Paradise? And in general, how much participating in Bachelor Nation do you want? Which you kind of answered already, some, some more, but w- would you go on Paradise if you are asked? If I was asked, I do believe I would go. Just because of my experience— I don't feel like I got everything I needed to get out of it. I feel like I I grew a lot in myself, but I wanted to grow more in my like relationship part of my life and pursuing that. I don't think I really got there. So I want to try that if that offer is given to me. But okay. Yeah. Cool. I've heard there's some sewage problems in that part of Mexico. FYI. (laughs) Make sure you drink. Drink the bottled water and don't go All in right. the ocean. Although I think, it, I think in Sayulita, where the where the resort is, uh-huh. it's not really a swimming beach. What, what like, does that you, mean? Like people don't swim in the ocean. Okay. There. Well, I, I don't like to get my hair wet so much. Really? So that's good. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. You just go in the pool. Do, yeah. Do a top knot. Just, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. We're going to talk about Hannah's guys. But first... You can own iconic luxury items at unreal values with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury from top designers. Shop from designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off retail. New arrivals come in daily, and every single item is authenticated by The Real Real's team of experts. In fact, The Real Real employs over 100 brand authenticators, gemologists, horologists, and art curators from around the globe who inspect thousands of items each day to ensure that every item is 100% authentic. Shopping consigned women's and men's luxury fashion, as well as fine jewelry, watches, art, and home. Shop online, visit one of their stores in Soho or West Hollywood, or visit one of their luxury consignment offices in Chicago, Dallas, Miami, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. New customers receive an automatic $25 off at checkout. So shop in store online or download the app and get 20% off select items with the promo code REAL. That's R-E-A-L. TheRealReal.com promo code REAL for 20% off select items. All right, let's talk about some of Hannah's guys. Not all of them, but some. Alrighty, yesterday, Chris Harrison, though he, though they are still in production, I believe they're down to the final three. Yeah. He introduced Hannah's guys. So you know Hannah from the show. <laughs> I do. Um, do you think she'll be a good bachelorette? I think she'll be a highly entertaining bachelorette. I think it'll be a very entertaining season. What's it like to have a conversation with her? I didn't have a lot of conversations <laughs> with her, to be honest. Who would, who did she hang out with? She hung out with they had they had a name for themselves. I don't remember. It was Demi, Heather, Hannah G, and Katie. Mostly they hung out. The Interesting. Most. Yeah. Okay. I like Katie. 
I like Katie too. Fellow yeah. dancer. Did you guys ever like do routines together? Um, she was a body roll girl. She loved a good body roll. Oh. We didn't do routines together. Is that a rude question? I don't I don't mean it to be. No. Okay. Not at all. Great. Yeah. <laughs> a body roll girl. That's really funny. Yeah, that's her signature move, I guess. That's funny because one of the guys that um Hannah has is like has like a real career. Oh. And they just call him Roller Boy. His his name is Ryan and his listed as a roller boy. But then you read What him. does that mean? <laughs> well, th- th- I'm glad you asked. This is his actual bio. And I was like, do we have to do this? Ryan is an adventurous risk taker from Philly. I, for some reason, feel like you'd be really good with a Philly guy. I don't know why. It's you just, think? Just the vibe I'm getting. <laughs> East, Coast, East Coast vibes? <laughs> yes. Uh, when he's not spending time outdoors hiking or rock climbing, he is passionately working as a data analyst to improve health care for women. I'm like, okay, that's dope. A data yeah. analyst to improve health care for women. This is not the most feminist show. No. So that's like a really cool thing. Why do we have to call him a roller boy? Like, I understand we're like not highlighting the cool thing that he does. Yes. Like, and also a a career. Yeah. I know. Someone on here just has unemployed. Yeah. So I know. I was, I saw that. I was like, are we really not going to make anything up? Like, at least say, like, I don't know, influencer, babysitter, anything. (laughs) Okay. Well, here's who's unemployed. His name is Grant. He's 30. He's from San Clemente. He's 30 and he's unemployed. 30 is unemployed. Here's his bio. (laughs) Grant is the real life the dude, which is um, from The Big Lebowski. Have you seen that? I haven't. I didn't think you were going to. And I <laughs> felt like, I feel like most people on the show have not seen The really? Big Lebowski. It's slightly Should older. We? It's great. Yeah. It's, okay. it's a great, great movie. Do you like movies? I love movies. The Ringer has a good movies podcast called The Rewatchables. Check, okay. Check I it will out. look into it. That. Hel- you can go back and watch some old classics with the help of a podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Grant is the real life the dude. He loves white Russians and has no interest in hearing about your CrossFit workout plan or your recent Instagram post. Grant considers himself to be romantic because he enjoys PDA. He loves to impress the ladies with his surprisingly good dance move and is hoping his blunt realness stands out to Hannah. Oh, bless. His biggest fashion regret is wearing fake earrings to his high school prom. He isn't afraid of a dance-off. Grant has a hard time believing that any young guy who comes on The Bachelorette is here for the right reasons and he plans to call them out on it. So I just think unemployed is trying to get part of his broader plan to get attention. Yeah. It sounds like Grant is going to hate it there, honestly. Yeah. Um, Just by like the normal guys that I've heard that usually they just talk about fitness all day long. (laughs) They talk about their protein powder and they just spend half the day just working out. That's what I've, because I've asked. I've just like, because the girls spend most of the day doing their makeup right. and getting ready. So I'm like, what are the guys doing all day? And they're like basically just eating chicken breast and oh my God. talking about fitness. Who did you ask that to? A producer or a contestant? I think I asked multiple people just because I was so curious. That's so funny. <laughs> Is there any guy, like speaking of paradise, that you would like to meet you're like interested in? Um, I'm interested to see how this batch of Hannah's guys go. It's hard to tell from bios. Yeah, it's really hard to tell. Yeah. And also um, the pictures make everyone look worse, which I find really yeah, odd. Yeah. I don't know. I'm definitely, I'm open to... Whoever. I was interested from the bios actually in Garrett, though. I think Garrett seems like a front runner. Yeah. And he also kind of looks like Dean to me. Have you thought about Dean? I didn't. Uh, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I've thought about it. Um, <laughs> I feel like I should, just from past experience I've seen of Dean, I maybe shouldn't do that. <laughs> Have you met Christina Shulman? I haven't, but I've heard that she is very vocal about Dean. So <laughs> I think that everyone who's dated Dean ends up vocal about him. Yeah. I think Leslie was as well. I think we've all been warned. So I guess tread lightly if you're going to go that route. I'm, I'm not saying... I'm Anyone <laughs> that handsome who just travels around the world and posts photos of it Yeah, you got to just be aware. Dang- yeah, it's dangerous. Because <laughs> I feel like those type of guys are very easy to fall for, sure. but very easy to end up in a flaming Heart- fire. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if you saw him in Paradise, it didn't go great with him with, with Christina and Dan- yeah, there's Danielle. a lot of drama there. D-Lo. I still go to D-Lo's um, nail salons near my office. So oh. occasionally I go there. Nice. Yes, they're really nice there. Um, Garrett, he's 27. He's a golf pro. This guy is such a front runner. He's from Birmingham, yeah. Alabama. It says, Garrett may be a good looking pro golfer, but he's really just a humble country boy enjoying life in Alabama. When he's not practicing his putting on the green, he enjoys going to church, running and drinking beers with his friends. He seems like normal and nice. Yeah. Which is hard to find. And then his sister-in-law signed him up for The Bachelorette because she sees so many similarities between him and Anna. Only time will tell if this match is a hole-in-one or a total mulligan. He once snuck into Mississippi State's football stadium after hours and made out with his girlfriend on the 50-yard line, and he says the most romantic city in the world is Savannah, Georgia. This is just like so on the nose from, Han- yeah. from what I can tell about yeah. Hannah Brown. It's very Hannah vibes. Hannah B. I, I just think that seems a little ridiculous. But you know what? I mean, yeah, it could be either like amazing or they are basically the same person. So then yeah. it doesn't line up. Who knows? <laughs> and then so she gave Cam um, the rose on after the final rose. Uh-huh. He was the tall one, right? Tall one who rapped. 
he seems yes. fine. I don't know. He seems. I feel like he's like a gimmick guy. I feel like he gets sick. A sick yeah, yeah. Guy. He's very outspoken. Catches so your attention though. Yeah. I think another front runner is um, Connor S. Who I will show you his picture, Sydney, so you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, that's helpful for me. <laughs> he has floppy hair. Floppy what? hair, like what? your shirts. Yeah, like shirts. <laughs> he would wear a floppy shirt. He, he's a little young. He's 24. Yeah, he's a but, baby, but a very attractive baby. And just looks like the kind of guy who would go to a, um Alabama football game yeah. with Hannah. He would be at a tailgate for yeah. sure. Counter is a travel junkie. I believe he was also on After the Final Rose. He's looking for a partner with whom to make lifelong memories. Not only is he easy on the eyes, he considers himself to be a true gentleman. His family is the most important thing to him, and finding someone to start a family is high on his priority list. Sounds like he and Hannah could have a lot in common. Connor loves Justin Bieber, and his hair does look like Bieber in like 2012. Yeah, <laughs> inspo. He, sp- he swam competitively in college, and even though he doesn't speak Spanish, he loves listening and dancing to Spanish songs in the club. That's like just enough personality to stand out without yeah. having too much. Yeah, I like that. I, he sounds like a nice guy too, but I'm also like, you're 24. Are you ready for having no. a family and children? Like, Although, I don't know. It's different in the South. I, yeah, that's Virginia. true. You that's can tell true. me. I don't know. We're like middle, so it right. goes both ways. And then he also is an investment banker living in Dallas. So that just means he makes a lot of money already. Yeah, I mean, bonus. Yeah, exactly. Um, another Great. front runner, Luke P, who's also 24. I just feel like she's going to end up with another young guy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he seems nice. Uh, he was on the, uh, yes, he was, the, whatever, after the final world. Yes. Okay. Um, I guess he, he was, was like aggressive, wasn't he? A I little th- bit. Yeah. I think he was. He didn't, I think he kind of went for it. Was he the one who said, I'll go down under with you or something? No, that was the other guy. Never, They're all <laughs> the same, but <laughs> they, I know they all do look sort, sort of similar. Yeah. Um, but Luke P is an import export manager. Did you ever watch Seinfeld? Also, maybe perhaps briefly. Too old for you. Briefly. George Costanza was famous, had a famous like fake persona, Art Vandalay, that did imports and oh exports. My God. So it's like a total fake job. I know Art Vandalay from the Kardashians now. They've re brought it back. Oh, interesting. Scott called himself Art Vandalay. Oh, that's a Seinfeld yeah. joke. Yeah. Did he, did he say at the time it was a Seinfeld joke? I don't think so. I Classic think he, Scott. Not <laughs> he giving that credit. as his own. Come on, Scott. So now I know where it came from. <laughs> um, anyway, Luke is obsessed with Tim Tebow. So I just feel like that's enough for Hannah. Yeah, that says it all. Very similar to Colton, right? Yeah. I mean, and Tim Tebow is just like really, he's not the guy for me. There's a couple <laughs> There's a couple other ones we need to talk about here, like the sperm donor. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about him. Mateo, 25, management <laughs> consultant. Mateo grew up all over the world, living in places such as Austria and Kenya before settling in Atlanta with his family. He graduated from Georgia Tech and has a degree in mechanical engineering, which is very helpful now in getting his virtual reality startup off the ground. Now it gets good. On the side, (laughs) Mateo is a sperm donor who has helped create 114 children for all types of families. That's so specific. (laughs) I know. 114. Talk about an icebreaker. Mateo may be the strong and silent type, but we have a feeling he and Hannah will have a lot to talk about. I've been watching the show a long time, and I always look forward to the bios coming out. They used yeah. to put up the questionnaire. Did you fill out a questionnaire? Yes, I did. They used to post those on the internet. Oh, really? And I don't f- think anyone needs to read those. There are well, way that's, too many questions. That's why it was great. There was like a lot of like data to pour uh, over. Now there's someone at ABC who is writing these. Just writing these little it's, scripts. It's like <laughs> someone's job. It's kind of insane. Yeah, like what do you find important? And also you have to make everyone sound different, which is hard to do for 30 people that yeah. are all doing the same. I don't know. It's hard it to do. It was 33 at first. Three got oh, yeah. cut before. For this. That was sad. Do you know what happened to those three? No, I just... They just didn't make it. Yeah, this didn't make the cut. I think some of them had, like, bad social media past. Yeah, I think that's probably why they did it, which makes sense. smart, yeah. And we live in a social media age, Yeah. And then, not only is Mateo um, the sperm donor for 114 children, (laughs) he once competed in a talent show where he chugged a gallon of milk in 10 seconds. He must have thrown up after. Oh, yeah. He... If he could have any job in the world, it'd be a firefighter. And the first item on his bucket list take someone to a ball in a castle. He has a lot of interests, this guy. Um, He's kind of all over the map. Also, like, how do you feel about having random children just running around the world? That's a great question. I don't think I'd want to know that early in their relationship. Or ever. Yeah. Like, like, you never know if they're going to try and find, especially if now he's on TV and he's saying that. And then whoever the sperm people are, like, I feel like now they're going to reach out. I don't know. I agree with you. It's it's, it's a little bit much. It's like, I guess, cool that he did that. Yeah, it's great. He's bringing life into the world, but... But does he need to make that part of his persona of being in this show? I I, I don't know if that's going to come back later on and be weird, but... Yeah, there it is. <laughs> it's it's really weird. Um, I have two personal favorites for myself. One is Mike, who's a portfolio manager from San Antonio, Texas. Um, 
Let me pull up his picture yeah, for let's you. Get visuals. He seems like a really nice, normal guy. And that's like, I just like normal from all oh, these yeah. people. Oh, yeah. He does seem normal and like a, an adult. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's 31, which is yep. a great age. That's Hannah, a great take age. note. He's an Air Force vet who enjoys Krav oh. Maga and going to trampoline parks. I love I, a trampoline park. I've never been, but I'd love to it's go. It's actually exhausting. It's, it's tiring. It is, right? It's <laughs> yeah. like a good workout. You would, don't. I was out of breath. Yeah. I can't. I, I just think it seems really fun. I almost killed a few kill, children um, while it happened. but it, It'd be a great bachelor date. Yeah, it park. definitely would be. A good one-on-one. Yeah. Um, he has a lot of swag, but is a romantic at heart. Mike says he is a city boy who loves to get down and dirty. Perfect for Alabama. Hannah, he's been to 30 countries. He's excited cool. to meet Hannah, but is terrified she'll ask him to go skydiving with her. And Mike really wants to learn Mandarin and get into parkour. This guy's an active guy. Yeah, he is. It's also, I feel bad for him because now that they know that he doesn't want to skydive, I feel like they're definitely going to make him skydive. So do they ask you, like, what are your biggest fears? Uh, I think they did, yeah. I think I probably said, like, rats. Is it, well, Thankfully, that wasn't involved in any of my I dating mean, experiences. You live in New York, though. I once had a rat in my apartment. And oh, I think no. I lost like six years off of my life. Oh, my God. How did you get rid of it? Um, my father had to come oh, from, Virginia? from Virginia to help oh my me God. out. I couldn't. You didn't know any other people in the city I'm of New not, York who could help? Not really. And my, I didn't have a boyfriend, obviously. And just, yeah. And I couldn't. I was like, to pa- to ca- what's the word? <laughs> Incapacitated. Incapacitated. For <laughs> yes. Okay. A week because. I kept seeing it scurry around my apartment. It was not fun. Yeah. Okay. So my other personal favorite for myself is Tyler G. Yeah. I'm certain he will not win. There's literally, there's literally. <laughs> is he the keto guy? No. Yes. Exactly. Oh my goodness. There's no way. But he said, Tyler G is a very laid back guy with a go the flow kind of attitude. He avoids clubs at all costs, <laughs> as do I. Bless. Yeah, yes, exactly. Same. And he would much rather spend his time reading, going to SoulCycle, or relaxing oh, on his boat. What a sweetie vibe. I'd love to do all three of those yeah, things. Yeah, he's I, healthy. He's yes. got his macros in order. Yes. He's down to sit and read. I love a side by side reading. It's like quiet, yeah. quiet alone time together. That's lovely. Yes, like <laughs> being able to sit in silence is so great. It does show, I think, intimacy. Yeah, um, it does. Tyler considers himself a modern romantic and is looking for his equal match, who he says is a confident girl that isn't afraid to lay it out all on the table and is one that can make him laugh. It's knock knock. Who's there? Hannah, that's a bad joke. I assume he didn't write that. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> Tyler's goal is to get his PhD in psychology and become a clinical psychologist. He adheres to a strict keto diet. Tyler has a side business in dream therapy analysis. That's interesting. And then I actually read on E! Online that not only does he have those stated businesses, but then on the side, he also is a beer influencer. So, like, he's just got, like, a lot going on. What an on. entrepreneur. I know. I really <laughs> like Tyler G. I hope he doesn't win so that I could meet him. I feel yeah, like, he feel sounds like, we like could, a put-together guy. Totally. There's so much to discuss We could be him. pals, for sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should get you introduced to him. Yeah. Maybe you guys can meet in paradise. <laughs> there were two pilots in this group as well. Yes, there were. I thought was kind of weird. Like, why do you need two? One of them made a joke about being a wingman forever. LOL. Yeah. There's a pro <laughs> surfer. That's cool. That is cool. He was, I grew up around a couple of pro surfers. Yeah, Virginia has actually a pretty big surf yeah, scene, right? They get a lot of girls, so I don't know <laughs> how that's going to work. This guy was 24, though. I think his name is John. And um, his name is actually um, Hunter. And Hunter hmm. lives at home. Do you think that's a red flag? He's 24. I mean, doesn't I think Hannah's lived at home, too. So I guess nowadays it's not a red flag in Bachelor Nation. Who do you think would be a, a good fit for her? Like, what do you imagine? I think any of, like, the wholesome Southern men, mm-hmm. probably those. I Yeah. I think she's a firecracker, so she doesn't necessarily need, like, someone that's crazy outgoing and, like, a city slicker type of person. Uh-huh. I think she just needs, like, a wholesome, kind of outgoing, fun person. Okay. Did yeah. you think her and Colton would have been a good match? Um... She seemed like too fun she for him. She was like too much for him, I think. Interesting. Yeah. Do you like him? Like, as a, like, would you want to hang out with him? I think, yeah, we could be friends. I haven't seen him. Well, I've seen him like since, not really, not in like a hanging out situation. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think I definitely, I we have a lot in common. We're both like, yeah. Sporty. Sporty. Sure. Yeah, okay. he's cool. <laughs> what would you say Colton's job is? Now I guess he's an influencer, right? Yeah. Um, is that the dream? I don't know. Like, is that is that like what you want to do next is be an influencer? I think if I were to be that, it would be a stepping stone to something else. I don't think that would be my end goal. Mm-hmm. Just because like, I almost feel the social media thing is hopefully on its way out or just like something so else is coming. Very, very nice of you to think that. <laughs> I but know, I don't, it's not. It's but not. No. I also, I, I think it it's hard. It bre- It's like a great thing and it's a great way for people to 
support themselves and it brings a lot of great into the world, but it also brings a lot of comparison and it's hard for people that aren't in that world who want to or feel like it's like a perfect yeah. world to be in and they get jealous of it. But also it's like so curated for people um, that are influencers. I don't know. It's, sure. It's, it's a double-edged sword. I yeah. Feel like. I hear you. I, I know. It is tough. I mean, it's such a huge part of um yeah this world now. It is. Though. You kind of have to like in it or yeah absolutely not to be do you have like it like are you interested in getting like an agent to help you like maximize your exposure I am very familiar with agents right so yes <laughs> <laughs> um I have someone that I've like uh worked with a little bit though so okay yeah okay um what is the one thing from your season that didn't make it on air that you wish had I mean basically all of my conversations <laughs> except for like the last week um, yeah, were you annoyed with your edit when you watched it? No, I was actually I was happy with my edit. I felt like I came across at least as myself, which mm-hmm. was like my biggest fear that wouldn't happen. Sure. So I was, yeah, I felt happy with my edit, even though it wasn't a lot of me. What you did see was me. So, yeah, but I think there's more layers to me, and I, I talk about more than what I talked about on the show that you sure. could have seen. But I mean, it's two hours of a show, so. Well, I hope we get to see, see that from you in paradise. Yeah, we'll see if I'm I ho- there. I hope you know. get the call up. I'll be I'll be uh, watching. And you know, when you when you are next in LA, let me know and you come back on the show. I will. It was I'd great love to, to have you. you. It was great. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I'll be back on Monday evening for the premiere episode. The guest, the one and only Nick Vial. It oh. should be a fun one. Hopefully, it will be as judgmental as possible. And thanks for listening. And of course, thank you to Cape Line. Thanks again to Sydney. Thank you to listening. And of course, thank you to The Real Real. You can own iconic luxury items at unreal values with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury from top designers at up to 90% off retail. Every item is authenticated by The Real Real's team of experts, and new arrivals come in daily. New customers receive an automatic $25 off at checkout. Shop in store, online, or download the app and get 20% off selected items with the promo code REAL. TheRealReal.com, promo code REAL.